1: Welcome, everybody, to the Dr. Light Show. I'm WYSL. I'm your host, Jim Price, here. The day before your Independence Day, I don't want to call it Fourth of July because I know that that is just not enough for what we're experiencing in this month of pride, our pride month. And is crescendos. I remember I talked about this on Friday. I said, you know, that we're crescendoing to the end of this pride month, right? This is a something that starts back in Memorial Day and... And we go out and we put out these amazing displays and, and all this amazing work in these cemeteries where we put out flags for our fallen soldiers and those that, that, that really gave it all, right? Those that gave everything to our world and our freedoms and our liberties and the things that we think of our world. We think of, you know, because we're so self-centered and so selfish that so we always think of everything is mine, me, me, me. This little world I live in, this little sphere, this room, this block, this block this closet, this car, this is my world, but, in so many times, when we think about what these guys did for the the Declaration of Independence, for what they did for our country, and even when they were sent into wars to be just bodies thrown at a machine that really just wanted to consume the bravest of us, we know that they were still doing this with the ideology of their at heart, their intent was to make sure that somehow some way people really had the ability to be free on this and on this globe, and there's nothing wrong with that, and so we think of those that ran out ahead of us and said, you know what, I got this. I got you guys because we, we, we think we have these enemies. We've, we've been built up in our minds and in our media and our hearts that this there's this enemy out there. And the enemy isn't us. Guys, I'm going to tell you right now, the enemy is not us. I know we spent a lot of time running around this globe fighting the enemy, fighting terrorists. We were, we, do you realize we were, use the word terrorist now as... Almost like Kleenex. It's everything's terrorism, right? Because I'm a, I'm a white heterosexual male, and so I'm the most terrifying terrorist America has ever heard of or ever seen. I, I'm so terrifying that I want, I want these freedoms and liberties for you. I want you to be able to do what you need to do without the government telling you how to do it, and that makes me a terrorist. Now, think about these gentlemen who, who are now laying at prostrate, at, prostrate in a box, some in a drawer, some in ashes, some in a foreign land. And they lay there with the ideologies of when the last breath they took, they thought they were doing this because it was what made America amazing and what made us great. And they did this only because we thought, you know, there's this enemy, these guys, these, these Germans, these uh, Japanese, these Russians, these – there's somebody out there that ha- is just doing horrible things to the world around us, and we got to make sure we get this right. And that's a, okay. That's, that's a great – that's great, that's great that these people looked at the world around and said, you know what? I will fall for this country. I will fall for this world. I will fall for the freedoms and liberties of mankind going into the future. And so Memorial Day starts out that way. And I I wanted to think of it this way. It's like we think of like Thanksgiving, right? So when we get Thanksgiving, well, we know that just right around the corner is Christmas. And what do we have the day after Thanksgiving? We have Black Friday. Well, a lot of us are so so in need to go out or indulge in shopping or whatever it is. We even go out on Thanksgiving instead of spending that time and genuinely just blocking out the time to enjoy each other's company. We're going to drive and complain family sucks. You know, I don't want to do this. We don't want to do that. I want to put up with this guy. I don't want to put up that guy, but think about this, that if we spent the Memorial day in the same way we think of like Thanksgiving start our celebration, our pride of being a patriot God and country first, and we could spend that time going through and saying uh, all the entire month of June talking about it building up for it, and crescendoing to the July weekend that first couple days in July where we start talking about the independence of America from tyranny and we're talking about tyranny where the military could go in and bust down your door they could walk into your house without permission sound familiar they could go in and say they can do what they want, and take what they want, and you can ha- go ahead and sue them back for what you want. Do you know what exact system that reminds me of? Oh, that's the system that we broke away from. But wait, it's the exact same system we have right now. If they feel you've done something wrong, they will take a battering ram to your front door and they will tear apart your home, destroy all your belongings. And you know what you get to do? We could spend your money defending yourself in court against those who came in and tore your life apart. And they have immunity. Do you not see the correlation or parallel that what we are living in right now is no different than what we fought for independence for a few hundred years ago? And this republic we have is well worth fighting for. But what I'm trying to give you this idea is that why aren't we celebrating the entire time between Memorial Day and all the way through Fourth of July the same way we do Thanksgiving through New Year's? Isn't New Year's, new the new year, isn't that celebrating that new year coming where we're having a whole new time and we're going to go celebrate and party and have concerts and go out to the lakes or, you know, fireworks and stuff like that? That's what we do on New Year's Eve, right? Well, why isn't every year at Fourth of July a new year of freedom? A renewing of the freedom of the minds and the, and the hearts of those around us, knowing that we should celebrate... Crescendo, think of the new year of freedom we're going into, but no, we just think of it as another holiday. We throw some processed meat tubes on a grill, and hopefully the hamburger we're having is not processed, fast-growing cancer cells that they're calling – Lab-grown meat. And so as we go through this – oh, by the way, guys, at the same time that we were having the you know the billionaires dying at the bottom of the ocean trying to look at the Titanic through a 12-inch plate, uh, piece of glass, we also had the FDA go ahead and the USDA go ahead and approve Uf- – the FDA, Food and Drug Administration, and the USDA, United States Department of Agriculture, have got together and said, you know what, some of that fast-growing cancer cell material that they can grow in the – And a lab called chicken meat, we want the humans to start eating that because that's what's going to make the world a better place because it has a smaller impact. It has a smaller footprint. But if you know anything about grazing farming and and, and actually how you use a farm to create an ecosystem within itself and you don't do with this industrial scrape farming where you just got great big buildings of animals that are just sitting there eating their lives to death – they actually work in symbiotic, uh, in a symbiosis way that, that actually causes the, the air around or not the, the area around that farm to actually become healthier and more vibrant and bring more animals into that area. But we have all this going on where we have a country who believes that giving you fake meat, cancerous cell meat and fake meat, chicken meat oh yeah, wow, yeah, your FDA and USDA have now said it's okay for you to do lab-grown meat. Think about that as, as you go and do your little Fourth of July cookout. Your little hot dogs, your little your little tube meat, your patties of meat. Now, think about that, guys. You celebrated today because, well, it's a good day to go out to the lake. It's a good day to go and, and grill something up. It's a good day to wave your American flag and wear a patriotic shirt for one day a year. One day a year to affirm your, your freedoms and liberties. But i just given you the analogy and showed you a great parallel that the fact that what we go through today – it's exactly the same thing. It's just a lot more steps than what the tyranny was for the 13 colonies against the king. And we go down and we go, say, oh, you know, Jim, I don't you know. We, that, we, no, no, it's different now. It's we got courts and lawyers and judges and, you know, it's just all this great uh, blind justice. Well, how's that working out for Trump? How'd that work out for me? How'd that work out for Flynn? How'd that work out for Roger Stone? When they tore my house apart two different times, how, that, how does that work out? Where do I have the money now to go back and try to fight a system that has the entire weight of the government to fight me back? They have the tricks and the judges to be able to go in and manipulate things so that – and set traps for things I don't know. And maybe my attorney doesn't know. But I want fairness from my attorney. General Flynn wanted a fairness from his attorney. But they all led us to a poisonous trough of water and said, drink. Take this deal. It'll be fine. No, no, you're fine. Just take this deal. It's just a misdemeanor. It's no big deal. It's not going to affect the rest of your life. Give away your God-given and able rights. Give away the things that you think are important. And that's fine. That's how you do this. But we don't really realize that this is the country that we should actually be standing up for and saying, you know what? We're not going to let our fellow citizens be treated that way because, remember, we're Americans first. And even the pink-haired bunch of dozen different stud-faced people with the uh, tattoos on their eyes and metal piercings everywhere and all the different mommy parts and daddy parts they got and all this other stuff, they're Americans too. But they don't realize by them being offended because I want them to be free, is this them just falling into the exact trap that they said they would never take or the exact, taking the exact pill that they said they would t- never take? And these people go out here and do this habitually and say, you're, you're the extremist, you're the patriot, you're the terrorist of our day. And yet I'm over here saying, I don't want you to be terrorized, I don't want you to live in fear, I don't want you to look over your shoulder where the government's got a LIDAR officer, a policy officer sitting behind a tree making sure and running radar every day to get that little extra taxes out of you so he can keep his job. So the problem is, is that we we want to go into this this day, and I and I'm gonna I just this is my little bit of a rant for the very beginning of the day because I'm the next segment. I want to talk to you guys about the event we had just yesterday at the beachcomber. It was really a great event. Really enjoyed the company. Lot of great people there. This is the world we're living in. You gotta think, be mindful that this should be the crescendo of our celebration of freedom and liberties going into this. Next couple of days. All right, guys, we've got a commercial break coming up at WYSL. I'm your host, Jim Price. Dark to Light, we'll be right back.
2: Dark to Light on the WYSL stations. Catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world.
1: Dun, 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 dun. All right, guys, welcome back to WYSL, the Dark to Light show. Your host, Jim Price. Uh, Josh isn't here today. He's got some things he's working on. So, guys, you got me. You got this guy. So we are here live in the studio at WYSL, and it's raining like buckets outside, so be be careful out there, guys. Those of you in the uh, in the local area, I don't know where you're at, but uh, understand that it is raining, and it's been doing that for quite a while, so it's been great. And obviously, when it's raining, you don't have to worry about the smoke in your eyes. I don't know. Anyway, yesterday, yesterday we had this amazing event over at Beachcomber. Guys, what a great what a great little place to hang out! The beachcomber over there uh, on Kinesis Lake was actually was great. I mean, you pull up, there's plenty of parking right there. You walk right down, you boom, you're on the grass. They got the beach thing going. They got the docks, plenty of food, plenty of drinks. They had us out there, and then they even had a, a, a local guy doing some music after we left. It was really neat to be a part of that, and it was. They were so gracious. The owner was out there; she was awesome. The wait staff was great. And then, to add on to that, we had all these really great patriots show up. And these patriots were just – it was breathtaking to see how excited they were to be you know, talking about things that they wanted to talk about and being free with it. Not having to worry about looking around and who's the Antifa in the room? Who's the uh, Black Lives Matter activist that's going to be offended because I said, freedom! Now, wait, don't they want freedom, too? Isn't that what they said? They don't want – they don't want tyranny. They don't want a brutality. How is it that we can talk about the exact same topic and really be so far off uh, in, in the ability to make a handshake deal out of it, right? I mean, think about this. We, these people are fighting about tyrannical behaviors of law enforcement. And, I, I, guys, I rail against this all the time. These guys have got to get their minds right. they got to get their hearts right? Right. But anyway, no, there was a bunch of people there. It was fantastic. We got even a few people brought the couple. They, we, got, we had their animals show up. And one of the gentlemen brought, he actually says he listens to the show while he's walking the dog. He brought his dog with him. He drove for an hour to get there. And it was great to see him. And his dog was fantastic. A great German Shepherd. And this is the world we live in where you can get together and actually have a conversation without holds barred or not even thinking about And, guys, not everybody agrees with me on crypto coin. Not everybody agrees with me on silver. Not everybody agrees with me on the medicine. Not everybody agrees with me on the food. Not everybody agrees with me on government. But we had such common ground. We always had something we were able to talk about with every single person. None of my conversations were duplicate one to another. I didn't say the same thing to every single person I saw and I talked to individually. Yeah, we had a great presentation of information, me and Josh, back and forth, talking about different things in the world around us and the stuff that should scare you, but also the stuff that should empower you to say, you know what? I don't have to be scared. I don't have to live in fear. I don't have to look over my shoulder. I don't have to worry about my government because I am the power. We are the people. We, the people, are the power. Now, let me, uh, Gil, let's me, let go along the line of this whole surveillance or police state that we think that we live in. What do you mean we think we live in? Well, I just uh, – I came across this website, and this is absolutely a little bit scary. And uh, this, this website is called Atlas – okay? Atlasofsurveillance.org. Atlasofsurveillance.org. And what you do, this little website pops up. It says Atlas of Surveillance. Enter a city, county, state, agency in the United States, or leave blank to search the whole country. Huh? What an atlas, 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 atlas. So a map of surveillance. So wait, this is going to be. This is going to tell me like who's surveilling me, what's going on, what kind of equipment's being used in the local area where I say Wichita, Kansas. Now, see, guys, I flew in from Wichita on Thursday night. Didn't get into t- Rochester till sometime twelve thirty or so, which means probably didn't get to bed very early and uh you know so i flew in but i so i'm going to give you guys the first thing i heard about when i saw this website i said well i'm gonna look up wichita i want to find out you know good old red solid red conservative kansas right we're out there just you know freedom right hmm doesn't feel like that when you says displays all 14 entries. So there's 14 different surveillance systems that come up under Wichita, Kansas. Under this, atlasofsurveillance.org. Wichita Police Department. Automated license plate readers. And it tells you the vendor. Flock safety. Well, thank you. Thank you, Flock Safety, for giving my Wichita Police Department the ability to automatically read license plates going down the road and the surveillance devices that are along the side of the road, checking where you're at, tracking your your license plate across the city. That's fine. Central County Sheriff's Office, Wichita. Ring Neighbors Partnership. Do you guys understand that that whole little app, Neighbors, where you sit there and talk about, well, I saw a dog running wild in my neighborhood. Uh, oh, I saw, saw this guy was walking around. Oh, there's a car broke down on the corner. has been there for two days. Should be towed. That's Neighbors. But you know that Ring app that you guys all have that you guys thought was so cool? Because I could, I could talk to the UPS guy, you know, and I could see who's at the door. Well, so can the police department. So can the police department. The police department can go into your house. Look around without your permission, without surveillance, because it's already part of their open surveillance program. They don't need a warrant. When you sign up for Ring, you're giving over the power to your local local municipality for them to be able to surveil you anytime they want to. So Central County Sheriff's Office think that this is absolutely real. This is what they should be doing. Here's another one that's kind of exciting. Kansas Department of Revenue Division of Vehicles. So the TAG office has face recognition program running, surveillance running in Cedric County. The Kansas Department of Revenue Division of Vehicles is running face recognition software on all the cameras in Cedric County. This is just Kansas. Now, I don't know what you guys do up here in this prison called New York, but I can't even imagine what it's like for you guys. How about Wichita Department? Here we go. Wichita Police Department. Ring! Neighbors Partnership. Oh, well, look. See, Cedric County and Wichita are both watching all the cameras in your house. If you live in Wichita, Kansas, you live in the surrounding areas in Cedric County. So the Wichita Police Department and Cedric County have an open surveillance program. Where they don't need a warrant if they're telling you they're publicly doing it. See, right here, they have a contract. says that we're doing this. So sorry you didn't know that the Ring device is in your house. Allows them to be able to watch your bedroom and your kids' rooms and your garage and your outdoor uh, cameras and your doorbell ring with audio. That's fine. So in Wichita, we're, a, we're talking about a conservative state. where a stronghold. Yeah. Those guys are sitting there just staring. there, watching your cameras any time they want. Warrantless. They don't have to have a warrant. Well, here's another one. Wichita Police Department has drones. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've they, they're this. Uh, yeah, they're just drones. Center for the Study of Drone at Bagd or Bard uh, College. I don't know who Bard College. B A R D College. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, and Central County's got drones too. And then Wichita Police Department has gunshot detection through the surveillance cameras that they have. It has a face recognition pro, uh, processors on it that the the, uh, the license plate division surveils. See, the license plate division of my state surveils the Wichita area, the Central County area, because that's what they should be doing by running license plates or doing face recognition on me, but they're a license plate division. That sounds great. And then we have the body-worn cameras and Keechai, the city of Keechai, which is just outside of Wichita. They have license plate readers, Park City. Ring. Oh, yeah, they've got the ring access. Um, Clearwater's got the body worn cameras, which they all should. Oh, Derby, you know, they have access to your ring cameras as, all, as well. Uh, Goddard, body worn cameras. Derby, body worn cameras. So, guys, all you got to do is go to surveillance, uh, uh, atlasofsurveillance.org and you can find out what your local municipality has access to. And if you got that little ring thing from Amazon, the guys are trying to help you with your safety. (laughs) They're actually out there allowing access to your local PD and your local sheriffs through contracts of open surveillance, guys. This is not where they're secretly doing this. They're surveilling every single person in that area. They don't have to have an individual warrant. They just do it. They just go in and watch your bedroom and... Your kid's room and your garage and your backyard and your pool and all the areas you think is very specific. Like you have a camera over the pool because you want to make sure that nobody falls in there and gets hurt. So while your daughter or your wife or whatever you and your wife are doing in the pool and they'll ring camera is picking it up, you think you and your wife are the only one to have access to that? Oops, <laughs> I was just kidding. You know, the police department gets to see it. the policy officers, you know, the thin blue line, because that's what it's all about, guys, keeping you safe, your safety and security and lively, you I just want to make sure you're alive. That's why we need to stare at you. I'm here at the police department and I want to watch you swim with your wife. I want to watch you tan in your backyard because that's what makes the world a better place. Well, well, maybe I'll watch your wife put her makeup on in the morning because you have a camera in there, right? Because for safety, you want to be able to check the house when you're not alone, when you're not home, or even when you are alone. So you put cameras in areas that you feel like you might be susceptible and you'd want to see that area. But let's see. Your sheriff and your PD of a heavily conservative state – think it's okay for them to have an open warrant that allows them to sit there and surveil your house at any time they want? They don't need your permission. And if they do get caught, what are you going to do? Sue them? You're going to sue the city? You think the city gives two craps? Do you know that Wichita gives out $500 million in punitive damages? The city of Wichita gives out $500 million in punitive damages for wrongdoings the city does every single year. Year after year, after year after year and the metropolitan area just the the it's a it's just under a million people with all the little cities and everything that wichita is right wichita proper is about 550,000 so in a town of 550,000 with all the suburbs next to it but that that town of 550,000 thinks it's absolutely necessary that a bunch of guys sworn to protect the public can click into your ring system anytime they want Atlas of Survi- uh, surveillance.org. Alright guys, a commercial break coming up here at WYSL. We'll be back here in just a couple of minutes.
2: Dark Delight on the WYSL stations.
1: Hey. Welcome back everybody. I'm your host, Jim Price, the Dark Delight Show. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to that commercial break. Uh, guys, did you know that uh, did you know that the sun is just too hot? Just thought I'd let you guys know that. And uh, the potato-in-chief, you know, however you guys want to qualify this guy, he is, um, his administration, I, I, this is, again, this goes back to the statement, who is ans- Who is asking any of these questions? I don't think anybody's asked this question. I think that they are just making up things and then saying, well, somebody asked us about it, so we thought we'd fix it. I don't think that's how it's going. But anyway, your uh, your 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 old uh, Pido in Chief there. He's gonna he's gonna go ahead and block out the sun. No, no, not seriously, guys. what we're gonna do. We haven't figured out how to be nice to each other. We can't figure out how to just be cool with each other and you know help each other. We can't just guys. The way by the way, you guys live up here, right up by here where Tesla was doing all of his great big experiments. Did you guys know that you guys had a world's fair up here? Do you guys know that you guys used to have like these great big gigantic pavilions that were somehow there was a world's fair and then it was tore down and you guys are a part of this history. And you don't even do you guys even realize that? Like that's the the free energy cycle, the where it all really came from, the idea of Periscope or not Periscope, but looking glass. Project Looking Glass. Look it up. It's a government government project. It really is. Project Looking Glass is your own CIA. Don't, don't It's yours. Go play with it. Right. Go see what it's all about. But pe- I, I think the Looking Glass project. I think the ability for I call it time dilation. It's my my explanation of what I think time travel is. Is not you know, getting into a you know a TARDIS uh, you know the blue phone or phone booth like from uh, Doctor Who. You're not getting into, like, the machine, like a a DeLorean that you got to get to 55 miles an hour or 69 or whatever it is. Yeah, here it comes. We're we're going back in time. Yeah, no, not that. Uh, (laughs) This is just, I think, the looking glass. Think about what the words say, right? Looking glass. It means it brings something from far, far away. Brings it up closer and in focus for you, right? So, like a periscope or a a uh, uh, looking glass. I mean, that's what they called those, you know, the telescopes that they used to put use for ships. So, when you think to me, to me, it is not so much that I get in my would take off of my time machine right and i do this whole particle exchange like i'm getting beamed up from you know star trek which was just a glass full of glitter with some lights on it um as i as i think of i think of looking glass i think it as the ability to bring whatever it is close to you with clarity and we know that there is a bunch of people out there that are doing a lot of crazy stuff but that's where tesla was at in his research. That's where he was. Do you realize that Edison is nothing more than a tool? He's an opportunistic, evil little twit that was self serving the whole entire way. All he was was a corporate entity who had a lot of money and then hired a lot of the most brilliant scientists and then took all of their patents for himself. If you think Edison invented the light bulb, well, you are smoking the good stuff. I mean, you're not doing that, you know, not not the legal stuff you get at the store, but we're talking about some space age stuff here. Because Edison was not the guy we think he is. By the way, this guy killed an elephant just to prove a point. Like, he electrocuted an elephant <laughs> with direct current. Or was it him or was it Tesla did that? Anyway, the idea that he wanted direct current. Direct current has its place. But the alternating current that, uh, that, that Tesla came up was was amazing. But you guys live in this area right here, but we don't even have free energy. You guys are the birthplace of free energy. What would it be like for you? What would it, would change in your budget today if you didn't have an electric bill? Seriously. If you didn't have an electric bill, how would you feel? You'd be like, "Bet, get me a Tesla. I'm going to charge up my batteries, man. I'm going to plug everything in. all the lights in the house are on just in case you ever do get tired of being gone." That's What you would do, right? You'd have lights in your driveway. You'd have lights on the house you'd bring in because, you know what? You wouldn't even think about it, right? Because power wouldn't be an issue for you. What else could you do with your day? You don't have to worry about turning the lights off. You don't have to worry about turning the air conditioner up or down or this way or that way. What if the energy just was free? What else could you do with your day? What else could you do with your life? What else would you be doing if you weren't chasing down on that hamster wheel of debt, right? Right? But these guys aren't answering those problems. These guys aren't going out and finding a way to where we actually can all just not have to worry about some stupid stuff. We're shutting down power generation stations that are far more efficient than anything that we have come up with recently. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about all the wind generation and solar power. Those guys, like right now, it's raining here. It's raining. like It's raining, raining. Like this is like getting some stuff done raining. What do you think them solar panels are doing? You think they're up there just absorbing all this fantastic sun in the middle of the day? No, they're, they're not doing anything. Where are you getting that power from? Where's your power come from on your not windy, rainy day? Hmm? It doesn't come from wind. It doesn't come from solar. But here's the problem. You guys are, have a government who is now making announcements out loud. They're doing the, the, the talky part in their head. They're saying that part outside, outside their head. They're doing it out loud. And they're going to go ahead and block out the sun. But who's thought of this before? I mean, not only do we hear about this in Greek mythology, but who else has said something like this in recent times? Let me think about it. Let me think about it. Who is it? Who is a guy who has the same medical degree that I have? Who's a guy who has been handing out vaccines like it's candy? Uh, Billy, oh, Billy. Oh, Billy. Billy Gates. That's right. Billy Gates has been working on putting glitter and other types of aluminum and other types of toxic type metals into the atmosphere to block out the sun. Well, he's called it experiments. It's not really that he's doing it. He's just experimenting, which is not the same. You know, if I experiment with you and I just electrocute you all the time, it's just an experiment. I'm not electrocuting you. I'm just experimenting. See, that it doesn't, it's not the same if you're experimenting, right? Right, Billy? Right, Bill Gates? Like, are, William, are you, are you with me on this? Well, the Biden administration decided that they want to go ahead and they want to they want to join the Cool Kids Club. They want to be a part of that revolutionary idea of blocking out the sun. Guys, you are dead. You're dead. You're de- Listen, they want you dead. Now, whether you want to die yet or not, that's not really their concern, but they're coming for you. And your government has now openly admitted that they're willing to go out and block out the sun to stop global warming. Do you guys realize that we are in an ice age right now? That we are in some of the coolest times on recorded earth. And in all, what I'm saying is that these guys have done these ice cores and the... You know, wherever grandma's refrigerator, whatever it is, wherever they go to get these ice core samples and say that they tested the air and the the air quality and the CO2. But, you know, guys, we used to have like 35% oxygen on this earth, too. And we used to be a lot taller and bigger and stronger and faster and smarter. But no, 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 no. Right now, we have some of the lowest CO2s recorded. No, don't do the whole Al Gore, well, the last 200,000 years, this is the highest levels of CO2. That's not accurate either. It's a lie. It's a fabrication. See, the problem is, is that the CO2 right now may seem higher than it was before, but when he's talking about he's not talking about the other gases that were at 35 and 40% oxygen rates, where the CO2 may not have been, quote-unquote, as recordably high because the absorption rate and the vegetation rate was so immense on earth that the CO2 was being collected constantly by the vegetation we had here right now CO2 levels are high because we don't have enough vegetation because we're out here we're doing things that absolutely are counterproductive you know open field crop planting stuff like that that's really hard on the environment that's really hard on the trees that's really hard on the areas around you but I see too many times across this country where I see thousands and thousands of square miles of no trees and thousands and thousands of square miles of, of public land where it's in between the freeways or on these little off ramps where we could be planting trees and doing amazing things. But no, our government's not doing that. We're not going to go ahead and plant another tree. We're not going to, you know, create the idea of getting, you know, planting a tree every year you're alive. So that's only, you know, maybe 50, 70, 80 trees you've planted in your entire life. But how many trees have you actually planted in your life? How many trees have you actually bought and put in the ground or that you've, you know, matured out of whatever wild seedling that came up in your yard? How many have you really done? How many can you take ownership for on this earth that you bothered to put effort into? Think about that for a second. But your government is saying the quiet words out loud now. They're going to go ahead and block out the sun even though we're in the middle of an ice age. Guys, when we talk about ice ages, understand that the polar caps both have snow on them even though the, the polar bears are dying because of loss of environment. No, they're not. By the way, the reason the polar bears are dying at the rate that they are and the reason they're so emaciated is because they are overpopulated. We now have too many polar bears, and the, f- the problem is there's just not enough to go around. So don't go up there and say, well, the polar bears are all dying because they just brown nutrition. No, there's so many polar bears, there's not enough food to go around. Yeah, think about that for a second, guys. We did such a great job. Just like bald eagles up in the Alaska area up in no Canada up there. Yeah, the bald eagles. They're like pigeons. They're like they're like these these pesky birds that are that are not that great to have around. They're crapping on everything up there. Eagles in Alaska are a nuisance because they don't have like You know, spatial relations. Like, hey, don't come too close to the humans. No, no, no. They'll just land on your porch and crap like a dog. But that's how good we've brought back the bald eagle. Just like we've done a lot of this other stuff with trying to make sure that we're doing a good job with that, right? The polar bears are dying. Well, it's because we're killing them. (laughs) All right, guys, a commercial break coming up. (laughs) Your WYSL. Be
2: right back. Dark to light on the WYSL stations.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. The rainy day. Oh, what did you just turn the rain up when you brought that song on, Bob? I mean, it's coming down faster than it was a minute ago. Turn the song off. We're gonna drown here. I mean, it is. It is pounding rain out there. By the way, guys. I don't. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, chance of rain. Uh, all over. So uh, anyway, the parking lot is completely wet, flooded in. We're going to be getting a boat out here in a minute. Now we're good. no, no worries. Uh, just to let you guys know, here on this end of your Pride Month that you guys all celebrated so wildly. So thank you guys for doing all that. I appreciate you going out and celebrating the one percent of us. I think you know what? I th- is that a thing? Is it? Oh, wait, okay. Hold on. I'm just having a. I'm having a little thought here, and you got to walk down. You got to walk down the thought process with me. Are they trying to get us to celebrate the 1% of us so that we then understand, we we just subliminally, whatever it is, we accidentally somehow celebrate the elitist among us because they keep showing us to only celebrate that 1%. I wonder if that's a thing. I wonder if this is why this is a thing. Now, this is this comes in an article here from yournews.com um The world is laughing. <laughs> oh, great. The world is laughing at us. US army shares story of suicidally suicidal suicidally depressed. Uh I guess that's a is that how you say this? So I guess my English word order is off a little bit here. U.S. Army story uh, shares story of suicidally depressed transgender major. So he was so depressed he was suicidal. Okay, all right, I'm good with that, right? As a part of Pride celebration, the U.S. Army shared a social media uh, story of a transgender major who had uh, now identified as a woman... After previously being suicidally depressed, the DOD tweeted the following post linking the story to Major Rachel Jones, claiming she has embraced authenticity and should inspire us all after becoming the head of the U.S. Army Sustainment Command Duh, uh, buh. He's the commander of the cyber division, so this is good. Oh, I, oh I, Josh would like this one here. Uh, so anyway, this person, you know, after telling the world that he's a chick, uh, he's now uh, the head of um, cybersecurity. And that's congratulations, America. How do you feel about that? So this dude has—he's uh, got a crappy haircut. And he's clean-shaven, uh, obviously overweight. Looks a lot like our major general or major, or major dirt-to-dur we have in the White House. What is that guy's name? The one that does the fake um, health assistant secretary thing or whatever? Well, these guys could be brothers. And they're both playing women. So this dude decides to put on his battle fatigues and call himself a woman and because he's gay. So wait, if I'm a... If I'm a dude and I identify as a girl and then I call myself a lesbian, that's like same same right? I just but I get a checkbox, so okay all right all right i right. I'm just trying i wanna catch up on the four square thing you know when you get those i wanna i wanna i wanna win the bingo thing right I wanna check all the boxes and then I get bingo, I win life, so if I identify as a woman, all right uh hi, I'm Jim. I identify as a woman, uh, and I prefer women. So that makes me a lesbian. So now I get to be a transgender lesbian. So that's two checkboxes. I'm winning already. So transgender lesbian woman. Oh, but then I have uh, facial hair. So obviously I have a genetic issue. Um, My body is not accepting my identity as a woman. I think this is a great idea. This should end well. I mean, our government's doing it. I mean, we're doing this in the federal government. How much of a dipstick do you got to be to say that you're going to... Anyway, I'm not making friends, am I? Am I not making fr- I mean, who's going to be my friend after this? Who? But if I'm a lesbian, I, I'm opening up new worlds to myself here. If I go and I say, I want to be a woman, so it makes me a transgender man going into as a woman, which means I'm a woman, I'm a non-birthing person. Oh, I forgot to tell you guys. Hey, girls... Um because all of us have the same uh 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 you know we have an, an inlet for food and we have an outlet for food so all humans tend to have the same sphincter uh top and bottom women uh guys wait for this uh all we want to really want we want identify you women and, and empower you guys to be feel strong and and uh you know those uh just just being a woman. I'm to be a woman. Uh, yeah, that. Well, you guys have a bonus hole. <laughs> I, I was trying so hard to really make this sound like I really cared. But um, I do care because it's a funny story. But it's really humiliating to women. I don't know what you guys – the amount of abuse that women are willing to put up with where men are, can, can tuck their junk and call themselves a non-birthing person, which then dim, diminishes what a woman is. Uh, now, because everybody's got a mouth hole and a butthole, they now – you women have a bonus hole. <laughs> what, are what are we doing here, Folks. Do we have it? Do we This is how good we have it in America, right? That we got some dude who calls himself uh, Rachel, and he's a major, and uh, yeah, this is this is the kind of time we have. This is the kind of time we have to hang around and make up some of the weirdest crap on earth that we just want to come up with. And uh, I never thought of calling a, uh, the mommy part of a woman a bonus hole, but I mean, I can agree. Guys, I mean, I, we'll, I'll get together with the guys later. We'll we'll do a vote. We'll do the man, you know, the we'll do a man meeting and see what we come up with. We'll see if we agree with calling your guys' uh, thing a, a bonus hole. But that's fine, right, girls? I mean, it's just demeaning to you that you can't actually have a body part that's called a body part. It has to be called <laughs> some bonus hole. <laughs> no, guys, I, like I said, I think the guys are going to be okay with this. I think we're okay. Uh, guys are okay. We've always thought it was a bonus hole. We always thought that was great, um, but we never thought of calling it that. It took some weirdo tucking his junk back and putting a dress on to be able to come up with some of the weirdest crap to be able to call each other's stuff. So you're a non birthing. I'm a non birthing person. You're a birthing person, but you have a bonus hole. Yeah, this is what America has done with itself. We should be. We. I mean, it's hilarious. If you don't laugh, you're going to have to cry. Uh, but this is the world we're living in where now that we have now identified uh women down to some of these arbitrary comments if if you called some woman like if i I can't even think of like even five years ago I'm like yeah you're a you're a birthing person. you're not even a woman. you suck you're a birthing person um I probably would have had a guy I would have explained myself a little bit right I think I think women would have been a little more up in arms but nowadays you women just take it like you're like come on put a little stink on it can you hit me a little harder with another degrading term that makes my existence non-existent this is guys this is okay men men are stepping into women's roles and then degrading what it is that makes you a woman you guys mad yet you guys a little tired of it i am all right, guys, that's the end of our first hour here on your lunch break here on July 3rd. The uh, special Jim and Josh here in the studio, WYSL. Thank you guys so much for being here. I do have one more hour, uh, one more hour of the Dark to Light show, so don't go anywhere. We're going to have some more coming back, maybe some more birthing person and bonus holes. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll talk to you here in a minute. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. On your extended lunch hour here, remember, Mondays and Wednesdays, you get a whole big scoop of Jim. Now, tomorrow, I am not going to be on. It'll be 4th of July, and I will be traveling tomorrow, so I would not be able to be on the air, so you guys will have to wait till Wednesday, which then you get me for two hours again that day, but I'll be back in my home studio doing that. As we go through all this, uh, remember yesterday, those of you that were at the, at the uh, event yesterday at... Beachcombers, which again, guys, you guys missed out. It was really great. Had a great time. A lot of great people there. Uh, we talked about a few things about CBDCs, Central Bank Digital Currency, CBDC, right? That's the thing you keep hearing about. The Fed Reserve. Oh, well, this is not going to end well. All right. So, this article from is says, from yournews.com. I actually published my show over the. but I don't know if you guys know, know, com is where I get a few of my articles from. Gateway Pundit is the other one. Anyway, Yellen set to visit China this week in bid to deepen communications. Um, uh, um, uh, Wait, hold on a second. uh, Joe, can you just give her the number of Xi Jinping and the account number routing thing so that... Yeah, uh, Yellen doesn't even have to go over there. I mean, she could just call up G on the old uh, government phone. Hello, G, you there? Uh, we don't need to deepen communications by visiting China. I'm just saying. Uh, what happened to you know? What happened to like saving taxpayers' money? Is that a thing anymore? We don't worry. We're not worried about that anymore, are we? Yeah, don't worry about it. U.S. Treasury Secretary. Hmm. Janet Yellen, which, again, I don't, why is Yellen makes me, she's like yelling, right? Yelling, Hey, why are you yelling at me? Janet Yellen is traveling to China this week to, uh, with, for talks with senior Chinese officials. The Treasury Department said on Sunday, Yellen will be the second highest ranking U.S. official to, to visit China in weeks. <sighs> Great. All right. Yellen will travel to Beijing July 6th uh, through the 9th. Well, that's kind of a quick turnaround for that many hours to fly over there. You're only going to be there for a couple days. Aren't you going to see the the uh, southern wall of Tartaria, uh, the Great Wall of China? right? Cause see, by the way, that southern wall of Tartaria is not the Great Wall of China. It's actually the wall that was keeping out the Mongolians from Tartaria. That wall is a southern wall of Tartaria. If you don't know what Tartaria is, look it up. They've been lying to us about our geography as well as other things. But yeah, the Great Wall of China was to keep the Mongolians out of Tartaria, had nothing to do with anything else. So, all right, uh, well, she's going to be there. She's going to, (laughs) oh, oh, wait, we're going to meet with the government, Chinese government, right? Uh, No, no, no. Your Secretary of State, Janet Yellen, is going to Beijing in efforts to deepen communications with the Chinese Communist Party. So she's going over there to talk with the Democrats of China. so the Democrat Chinese or China no, I I'm just dumping ahead there. sorry. I was a little Freudian slip there. the Janet Yellen, the Democrat is going to go over and talk to the Chinese Democrat Party, the Chinese Communist Party on global macroeconomics and financial developments. The Treasury Department said in a statement Yellen was expected to speak with see uh, speak on the needs of the world's two largest economies on uh, how they're responsibly managing our relationship. By the way, they don't give a crap about us. Why are they... Wait, wait, why are we going over there like, hey, man, you want to do some cool stuff together? It'd be great. You know, you're you're big and I'm big and we're just big and we're just going to do some big stuff, man. They're part of Bricks. You guys forget this? Like, I, I love how this uh, the guy who wrote this, I don't know who this is, I'm not trying to pick on him, but uh, they have the Bricks... Clearinghouse stuff, they don't need us. They're they're tied in with Russia and India and Germany and South Africa and Egypt and uh, all these other countries that don't give two craps about America. Guys, we are coming in last to the trough here, and I don't know. I get it. We're pretty selfish and self-centered. Our Our, our banking industry really is going to find every way they can to win. So, I mean, obviously, they're doing all that creepy stuff but my problem with this whole thing is is that why is this democrat who is in charge of our u.s treasury going to talk to what is considered to be the chinese you know the chinese democrat party the chinese communist party why is she going to talk to a political party about macroeconomics and financial developments i mean just if the chinese communist party the ccp the the democrat arm of uh china there why is she going over to talk to like it would be like us going and talking to you know cpap or or you know or cpac or, or going to talk to the democrat national committee like why would you do that like like you know trump's like hey i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna go meet with the democrat national committee uh we're gonna talk about microeconomics and about developments. do you believe that do you, does that sound like something that trump would do but this is what your Treasury Secretary is doing. She's going to fly over there. So she's going to get in a government plane by herself with probably about 12 or 15 to 20 other people. There is already an entourage that will leave two to three days prior to her arrival. We'll go over to China, make sure that all of her stuff is all set up for her, and her toothbrush and toothpaste is sitting in the counter, and her underwear drawer is full and everything else. And, you know, I can't assume she wears underwear because we're not allowed to assume anything anymore. Uh and then then we're going to then we're going to fly her butt over there cuz you know Washington to China you know that's a 2 hour flight and uh she's going to get some peanuts and a soda you know maybe a little mixed cocktail to kind of knock the edge off a little bit and uh she's going to zoom into China she's going to hang out there for 3 days and uh that's uh that's going to cost you nothing because you know government's free government isn't there's no charge to government is there I mean why would they so anyway, that's what you're, uh that's that's cool, right? That's what China's going to do. So or not China? <laughs> I'm sorry, Freudian slip. That's what Yellen's going to do with China. The Chinese Communist Party is going to have a meeting with your Treasury Secretary, and you get to pay for it. Don't worry about it. This is going to end well. It won't. This is going to be a mess. This is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, by the way, though, the the the, the Washington the White House. Is now spending fifty three million dollars a year. I'm sorry, I exaggerated. It's fifty two point something million a year. I didn't mean fifty three. Why would I exaggerate? Like I mean, it's just six point two, twelve point thirteen point two billion, twelve point two billion. We gave we gave too much to Ukraine, right? That's just a, like twelve billion. <laughs> what's what's the difference here? Uh, Joe Biden's White House payroll. Uh, it's going to hit It's historic highs. Okay, first of all, they're employing 524 people to, to work in the White House. Where do 524 people stand in the White House? Okay, guys, have you ever seen the White House? It's not like – this is not like some 40,000-square-foot main floor – you know, mini mall or or mall that you go to, you know, go get your JCPenney's and Sears and, you know, Macy's and all that stuff. No, the White House is not that big. But there's 524 employees and it's costing you over, I'm sorry, it's not 53 million. It's $52.7 million per year. 52.7. So just under $53 million a year, for them to have 524 people. So basically, they're, on average, everybody's getting paid $100,000. 524 people are getting paid over $100,000 a month, or $100,000 a year. That's cool. Let's see, uh, while American families are suffering, during the first three years of the administration of the pedo-in-chief, they've spent 158.8, 159000000 dollars on the payroll in the White House. That's unbelievable. $158, maybe 59000000 million in three years? You know, what I could do with. The, first of all, guys, this is ridiculous. This is not, this doesn't even begin to make sense that this is acceptable behavior. Uh, open the book, share the details of outrageous costs. The top pay is Dimitri. And he makes two hundred and sixty. dollars I, I assume it's a he, $260,000, $261,000 a year. And that's the deputy coordinator for the Monkey Pox response. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> Hold on a second. There's a dude making almost $300,000 a year as the deputy director of for the monkey pox response. Do we are we still doing monkeypox? Hold on a second. I gotta get I, I gotta get some clarity here on this whole thing. We still do monkeypox? Are we still playing monkeypox? I thought we were doing like end-of-world nuclear stuff. I don't know. Alright guys, we've got commercial break coming here from WYSL, we'll be right back.
2: Dark to light on the WYSL stations.
1: Welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, on your extended lunch hour. I guess it's not lunch hour today. It's Monday. Now, a lot of you guys may have had to go in and uh, turn the turn the widgets and uh, do all that good stuff, but there's a lot of us that are having the 29-day uh, day-off weekend here. Some people took Friday off, and you have all the way through Tuesday, uh, and then go back to work on Wednesday, try it all again, smelling like uh, sulfur from all the exploded uh, ordinances last night. But anyway, now, as we go through this, uh, your time here, and you guys feel like this freedom thing is just getting overwhelming. or just, You just don't even know what to do because you have so much freedom. Well, Uncle Joey, uh, the guy who's been getting the tens of millions of bazillions, and I think he's going to just write a check for that whole student loan thing. I think he's got the trillion saved up, and that's, what he's, he's just gonna, that's how he's going to win the next election. He's going to take it out of his own pocket. All the money laundering he's been doing across the globe and all that, that kind of stuff, he's just going to write that student loan debt off on himself. And think about his tax credit; he's going to get. He's going to pay zero taxes next year, zero percent for me, guys, because I want to donate to the kids. All right. Well, anyway, uh, this is the, the your peto in chief, the automotive arm of the large Chinese corporation Zengemring Geely Holding Group, which is a sounds like a trust fund thing, is looking to gain a foothold in the U.S. market and may get a boost from. President Joe Biden's administration. Oh yeah, Polestar is coming, and it's going to be an all-electric SUV, star And then they're going to get another seventy-five hundred dollar credit on top of all the other credits they get. Every car they sell, they're just going to get a little bonus for seventy-five hundred bucks. So every time you buy a car, your government gives them seventy-five hundred dollars. Every time you buy a car, does anybody give you seventy-five hundred bucks? No. But, you know, that's what we do here. We give advantages to everybody else except for you stupid Americans. Yeah, you dummies, you keep paying your taxes, you'll be fine. It'll all wash out the ad. That's going to be great. Uh, I want to finish this article out here on the whole Joe Biden payroll thing. This is actually pretty disturbing. I didn't know we had so many uh, really ridiculous named positions in our government. So we have the deputy director for monkeypox response, which didn't know that was a thing. The second most highly paid person is an 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 a n a n an, d an an I don't know. Das makes two hundred sixteen thousand dollars a year. Now this person's this person's title should really explain everything in the world how we do this. Is great. Senior deputy associate counsel. Okay, so you're a lawyer. Both are previously stationed at the federal agency, but now listen to this. They were, they were placed at another federal agency, but now they serve – wait for this, folks. This is where you feel like your dollars are well spent. And now serve the White House on detail. So now they respond only – these were people who had jobs and agencies, and now they're being brought under the White House umbrella – because they're on detail. So, in other words, this is the Cool Kids Club. This is where they all get together. So, there's 524 people at the White House that are like, hey, man, if you get on the White House detail, <laughs> you don't have to show up to work. You're just going to make that money. Well, that's what we're doing now. So, that's fine. Uh, yeah, so, 53 million bucks a year is uh, being spent on a whole gaba of people. Let's see. In 2023, let's see. Let's see uh, no White House... No White House ever employed 500 staffers until Joe Biden became president. The Biden White House employed 560 in 2021, 474 in five twenty 2022, and 2023. The headcount increased by 50. So we're back up. We don't. We're not at the highest level, 560, but we're definitely at the highest money level uh, for 524 people. Do <sighs> you guys feel exhausted yet? You guys tired? I mean, seriously. I mean, it, this you got to go like where's where's the breather on this whole thing? But no, I, I just wanted you guys to realize that there was all these ridiculous names of people, like titles, like I, like where do you, where do you come up I, again? I this is something I've asked you guys. Who is the person that makes up these titles for these groups or these office names that they're like, you know, they're I'm part of the renegotiational bathroom toilet paper dispenser guy. Whatever. Hey, by the way, uh, let, me ask you, uh, let me ask you something, guys. Speaking of toilet paper, you know, Joe Biden was on my mind. Uh, you're on my mind, bro. Well, who in the world, at every convenience store, every truck stop, every standard bathroom that you've ever gone to, from Dillard's to the grocery store to even church, who buys that toilet paper that you can see through? Who's doing this? Is there somebody that's like, you know, guys? Listen, the budget's really tight this year. What's the one area where we could save twelve dollars? We're just we're twelve dollars short this year, and if we could just save twelve dollars, and and where can we? Uh, Hey, we could get the cheap toilet paper. That's it. Yeah, that's it. We're going to give you a ten thousand dollars bonus. Thank you so much, John, for telling us that. We're going to che- we're going to buy the cheap toilet paper to save that twelve dollars. Here's your ten thousand dollars bonus. Thank you, sir, for giving us that great suggestion. And by the way, when you put the toilet paper dispensers on the wall. Can you put them as close to the floor and behind the toilet as possible so that when you're trying to do anything that would be a natural function while in the seated position that you have to do some type of charismatic, twisting, pretzel, I don't know, type rope walking, something or other circus act to get this crappy little – you can't even pull on the roll because it's a 12-pound roll. On the see-through toilet paper, and you pull out the little squares, and it's just breaking off and breaking off and breaking off. You're like, what were you doing there? I don't know. I was making toilet paper because someone buys the cheap crap, and I can't get this done in an efficient manner of time. I'm just asking. Sorry, guys. I didn't mean to get on a roll there. I was (sighs) Do you guys feel better? I do. I just had to get that out. It's kind of like you know what you're doing when you need really good toilet paper. You got to get it out of you. I don't understand that. Who who is going around as a CEO? And I was like, all right, listen, guys, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to get my ten million dollar bonus this year, and I just need everybody to come together on a really great ideas of how we can cut the cost of this place, and uh, we don't need clean butts around here. We just need uh, we just need to save that money. So, um, John, uh, Bill, who who's in charge of toilet paper around here? Yeah, just. Whatever it is that they call, like qualified as toilet paper, but it isn't actually toilet paper, can we just get huge, gigantic spool, huge wheels of that? Can we get that? Can we? Oh, can we? Oh, cool, thanks. Nobody, who is doing this to us? And then the paper towel dispensers. Quit putting little quarter sheets in your little break, break, the little motion sensor one, and then whoever invented the hairdryer for a hand blower needs to have themselves – that's where we – I believe execution, public execution should start is the guy who invented the hand blower for the bathrooms because that is the dumbest thing in the world. It does not make any sense to me. I'm just coming from a guy who has literally done a lot of traveling this last few years. Here, I've traveled back and forth across this country over and over and over again. And public bathrooms, I just don't know what we're doing here, folks. Are we really this? Are we this really this crappy to each other? <laughs> I am sorry. All right, let's get back to the news here. Let's just let's see what we got else here. Uh, let's see here. What was it? Oh, there was something else I was going to do. Um, there was an article here. Let me get back to it. Oh, by the way, um, everybody's mad at the Supreme Court because they they're not getting they're not going to get to cut in line because of the color of their skin or the qualifications. See, this is people pissed because they're line cutters. The whole Supreme Court justice thing, without them saying, "Hey, you know, there's no affirmative action. Like, you can't set aside certain positions ahead of other people because of the color of their skin," which is again is exactly what discrimination is. Isn't that like reverse discrimination? Like, oh, because you're so dumb because of the color of your skin, we have to give you these special little things because you can't do it on your own. No, no, you can't get your own test scores. We have to help you because you're not as, well, you know, your life has been really repressed and, well, you know, you know, so we're going to give you special set asides and, and, you know, that's fine except for the people but nobody else gets them except for you and it's only by the color of your skin which is well I thought we were doing we weren't doing the profiling thing anymore or the anyway but this is what we do All right guys well yeah um the whole affirmative action thing I get what it's kind of like when we said that we wanted certain things to be you know we wanted to we that um Gay people wanted to be able to marry because they wanted to enter into contracts to be able to put their their partner or whatever they call them on their health insurance, life insurance, buy a mortgage, that whole thing. Well, I think everybody forgot to quit fighting. I think we solved a lot of those problems a long time ago. And now look what we've got. Look at the LGBTYQ 29 z 0 whatever it is now that we have. See how this got out of control? We all forgot to quit fighting about stuff, and that's what they're the best at. The fact that we fight with each other and we don't fight the right enemy shows that they're winning. I, listen, I don't care if they're Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, whatever, Bavarian, da da they are. We fight each other because they're best at keeping us fighting. We're not fighting the right enemy. We're fighting each other. They're creating ideologies between what's between your legs, what color your skin is, what you do in your bedroom. Think about everything I've talked about today. What's between your legs, your bonus hole. (laughs) I don't know why that is like bonus hole. That is, I don't know. Maybe that's the name of a strip club. Um, Anyway, so so what's between your legs, what color your skin is, and what you do in your bedroom. That's what they fight us about. That's what they get us fighting all the time race and gender and all this stuff. But we're not try, We're not fighting the true battle. We're not fighting the true battle of them. Alright guys, we've got commercial break coming up to WYSL. I'm your host, Jim Price. We've got a half hour left. Don't go nowhere. Hey guys, call in to 346-3000 or toll free 866-552-1009. We'll see you guys in a minute.
2: WYSL Stations.
1: All right. Welcome back to the Dark Light. That's my first day on Earth. Welcome back to the Dark Light Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, WYSL. Uh, all, you guys didn't hear any of that, right? I was just practicing off air, so that was just me doing the blah, 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 blah. Uh, By the way, France is burning to the ground, and if you didn't know that, you're not on Earth. There's a lot of things going on in the world around us that we don't realize. That I think Europe, in a lot of ways, parts of Europa over there, they're doing a pretty good job of standing up against their government, but the sad part of it is we know that they're going to try to do the whole blackout thing with them. We understand that they're limiting certain um, information from flowing around freely around the uh, French, Frenchy area, and uh, Europa is doing everything they can to help quash that. They brought in twenty, was it twenty some thousand, tens of thousands of police officers were brought into uh, duty uh, in France, and. This is what they're doing. They're gonna go around and they're gonna squash these people. They've had a lot of arrest. Oh, I got a sneeze coming up here. Uh oh. Oh, I can't get rid of it. Um anyway, so <clears throat> there we go. Sorry about that. <clears throat> I don't know where that came from. But yeah, France is doing the whole uh, let's arrest a thousand people over the weekend and all that, and Americans I don't know. I, I, I just haven't seen the uh the the restlessness in America. I have not seen them actually get too terribly upset about the fact that we have um you know pistol braces that are now make you know there's 22 million p- pistol braces that were sold across America and then uh, those receipts and transactions have now been tracked down by the IRS the internal revenue service which is a collection agency for the federal reserve which is a privately held corporation and not part of your federal government anyway um uh, this is what's going on, guys, where we are seeing I, – I talked about this in the event yesterday. They're going to start taxing – or not taxing, excuse me. They're not going to tax. They're going to start requiring a background check on all ammunition. Uh, you guys think I'm kidding you? It's coming down the pike. Uh, they're going to change the guidelines in the ATF. They're not going to change laws. They're not elected officials. These are just uh, bureaucrats, tens of millions of bureaucrats within the federal government who do lots of little touches Tens of millions of touches a day to change the trajectory of things and where they're at every single time. So think about it in that way. Uh, The ATF is going to go out there and start uh, collecting data on ammunition purchases. Now, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm kind of tired of it. Uh, But France is way past tired of it. They are way past tired. But with the, the, the influx of Muslims, the influx of Muslims that they have had, over the last couple of decades is really what's creating the disruption in France itself, because remember, well, we're just all on this big blue marble together and, and these people just need a place to stay and and they're going to be great. And it's going to be so open arms. Yeah. Hey, Europia, how's that working out? Hey, Europe, you know, you guys over there talking about uh, Kumbaya and bringing all these Muslims in. How's it working out for you? How, how's, that, how's that whole thing going? Now, see, the problem is, is a lot of what's going on in France is not so much just the fact that Macron's a complete idiot and he's way ahead of Joe Biden, his ability to perform tyranny. Uh, but there is the immigration problem, the immigration that, that where they – these people did not come over and assimilate into Europe and parts of France and Germany and things like that or England. These people actually came over and settled into places like we have here in Minnesota and other places where they said, oh, no, 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 no. We're keeping our culture. And uh, they do their own hajib, uh, uh patrol. Do you know that? They have their own patrol? Yeah. The, uh, oh, uh, the, yeah. The, a lot of these guys are going around in their own police cars doing their own Muslim police thing. Uh, we do have a caller. John from Rochester. Are you there? Hey, Jim. Hey, good to see you, sir. How you been?
0: Hey, it was a great time yesterday. Thank you. A lot you. of fun. A yeah. lot of good information.
1: Yeah, definitely. Appreciate it. And the beer
0: it. was pretty cold. It was pretty nice.
1: Not but, too bad. It was good. It was good weather, really was. Even though it was sprinkled, it was still good weather.
0: Yeah, it was. In fact, I played golf uh, just before that. What? Yes, you there. are. So it worked out beautiful over there you Lima, go. Lima Country Club. But but anyway, you were yeah. talking about Biden and his uh, five hundred people that work in the White House. Yeah. Well, they need some people to change diapers and a wash diaper.
1: Oh maybe. yeah, it is a care home, isn't it? I forgot. There's the whole support <laughs> That's staff. <a>
0: big job. <laughs> Let's say this. My God. Yeah. But you're talking about Rachel Levine uh, mm-hmm. in the administration, uh, the transgender, and and you know it's 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 almost comical to see uh, somebody like that uh, just physically the appearance, et cetera, and and the uh, uh, well, the abnorm- normally it's it's abnormal in a lot of respects, and that's that's the one thing I. Uh, you know over over you know i'm a guy who's been around a while right. i've known uh, many homosexuals uh, over right. the years friends uh, workers uh, family whatever and everybody got along right. you know oh yeah and, and and it's it's still a point where in um, and this transgender situation with uh, the grooming of uh, kindergartners and that type of thing it's it's pretty scary stuff but you know things that people are afraid to say sometimes and because it's not politically correct, but a, a transgender is not normal. No.
1: No, and it's not. And people,
0: it's, nobody says it.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a abnormal. weirdo. It's some dude, like, just making up crap. Like, if this was me just saying, I'm going to attack helicopter, you're not going to suddenly think I'm a helicopter. It doesn't work that way.
0: Exactly. And, and the, the other issue, too, which is, again, I, I, I accept uh, homosexuals and gays, uh, uh, i 've had friends, family, etc mm-hmm. but you know wh- another thing that uh, this movement doesn 't take take grips with is the AIDS crisis that developed in the late seventies early eighties <laughs> that was yeah. that was stimulated uh, by homosexual
1: activity right well, they were targeted by fauci fauci 's the one that actually introduced that in the homosexual uh, groups and was trying to kill them. That, that's in his documented paperwork, and that's not a made-up thing. That's not conspiracy at all. That was actually Fauci doing that. Do you, you know who Fauci is? Have you heard of this guy before, Fauci?
0: Too too much of him.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like a swear word today, oh, really. But but you know you know so so that the movement doesn't take uh, take ownership of that. Right. Uh, and if you talk about it. Um, you might be arrested or, or protested oh, yeah. against or whatever. In fact, I did call in an NPR show ago, maybe maybe eight years ago or so. Right. And I mentioned the same thing I'm talking about, that uh, they had a panel of gay activists on. And I have to say, to their credit, they didn't attack me at all. Oh, wow. Uh, which I think that might be different today.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, they weren't the probably idea. as brash as they were back. Now they're just they're unhinged.
0: Uh, anyway, you were yeah. talking about uh, the... Uh, cl- climate change and that type of thing mm-hmm. and I, I had called on the show uh, a couple months ago and uh, Kevin Williams who was a meteorologist uh, well known in this Rochester region mm-hmm. uh, he's been that for well over 40 years and I believe he's a, he does uh, some of the he works for some of the radio stations mm-hmm. and forecasting and whatever and he has a consulting company but anyways he brought up a point uh, which i thought was really interesting that number one the sun is the major cause of, of climate change yes not man yeah. and, and also co2 the co2 issue uh, he said that uh... right now there's uh... There's, uh co2 comprises about four hundred parts per million uh, uh... in our atmosphere right and uh... the, the problem with uh, trying to reduce CO2, the CO2 level, because as we know, or we should know, CO2 is uh, responsible for oxygen on Earth through photosynthesis, green plant life, which is the main food source for us, and also for lumber and other things. Right. Uh, And he brought up the point that if the CO2 level gets too low, say gets below 200 parts
1: per million.
0: Uh, that's a that's that's a dangerous situation.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, we we are they're literally killing us by trying to lower the CO two or limit the sun exposure to the Earth. That's going to cause an extinction level event. I mean, it's weird how they're wanting it to happen when we know that the Earth is already going through cycles anyway. Why are they in such a hurry here? It's absolutely and, crazy.
0: And the, and the thing that bothers me, and I've said it many many times, is mm-hmm. if the media would be report. Just the just just uh, they, they report all the time it's man- made climate change mm. man made man made i I rarely if in fact I can't recall seeing any article about man- made climate change in any of the media talking about uh, the the, uh, the earth uh, being transformed climate by uh the sun. And right. and they don't bring up the CO2 issue, too, that CO2 is actually beneficial to the Earth. It's a needed uh, a needed element, well, I'll call it, uh, yeah. on Earth. It, and nothing is said about it. So it really goes back to the media again. Uh, the media, if they were referring to reporting, we wouldn't be in this position, not only on climate change, but everything else.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, that's just it. I mean, I think nobody's – they're answering questions that nobody's asked for, right? I mean, I, were you writing these people letters and asking them about our CO2 levels? I mean, I don't know who asked the question that they're answering. That's the question. that That's the problem for me. you understand, you understand what I'm saying there?
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, so so you brought up the point they're, they're trying to uh, – or some are trying to block the sunlight. Yeah. That, And I'm thinking, you know, with all these cockamamie theories that they have about man-made climate change, sometimes I think that by reducing CO2 and Uh carbon carbon emissions, they might be stimulating man-made climate change.
1: (laughs) Right. Oh, absolutely they are. I I really do believe that they're putting the finger on the scale to create what we think is actually... They're they they're trying to create what they say that we have already created, and we're not. We haven't done that. We're, if anything, we are. Yeah, you know, we we're not creating climate change. They are creating it. And you're very accurate on that. It's a good analogy. I like that. I appreciate that.
0: The, the, one more point. Yes, sir. Uh, you, uh, you had mentioned about the uh, rebellion in uh, France with mm-hmm. uh, the uh, Muslims. Right. Uh, and I just heard an NPR uh, last week they were talking about uh, Guantanamo Bay and the terrorists. They're being held in Guantanamo Bay, mm-hmm. and they it was like a a pity party, or <laughs> they were portraying them. This is NPR, right. left-wing uh, propaganda machine for the Democratic Party, and worse, actually, for the left. Right, and they were uh, making these prisoners in Guantanamo as victims, and I—I I thought of I thought about uh, what about the January sixth yep. so-called rioters yep. uh, to. From my understanding, they brought uh, convictions or indictments of well over a thousand. And they're looking for another thousand. And some of these guys and women are still jailed without yeah. any trial dates.
1: Oh, yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, hey, John, I don't mean to cut you short, but we do have a commercial break coming up. Thank you so much for what you're doing out there. And thanks for coming out to the
2: event yesterday, sir.
0: Yeah, keep up the good work.
1: Thank you, sir. We'll talk okay, to you bye. soon.
2: Dark to light on the WYSL stations ah
1: <laughs> well welcome back to WISL I'm your host here Jim price on your extended lunch hour on Mondays and Wednesdays I am in studio here in uh, the great state of New York this time so you guys get to hear me live in the studio I do have myself going out on my restream so you got all my different media platforms out there but you remember that lady remember the that lady Jen Jen Saki Saki whatever her name was Mackinacke. well the the redhead that has the the um, I don't know what happened to her hairdresser. So they must have a better staff or something at the White House. But there's a photo of here on MSNBC. MSNBC host Jen Psaki took to her Sunday show inside with Jen Psaki to try to scare Muslims by claiming Republicans are trying to recruit you (laughs) as anti transgender. So, okay, I don't. This is a complex. This is hard for me to get to understand this. So she's saying that I. As a Republican or a conservative, am trying to recruit r- recruit Muslims to be anti transgenderist thingies. What? That doesn't. This is anyway. But her picture here uh, they they have a they have a. This is pretty clever though. I do like when they get clever. So it has an elephant. You know the the GOP elephant it has stars across the top, the red body, and it's sitting over the top of what looks like a football play. And it says the grand old playbook. So uh, the grand old playbook is uh, you guys, you conservatives running around trying to get Muslims to be anti-transgenderists. So was, good job, guys! Way to go! Way to way to go! Way to go back to the old playbook where we just <laughs> we're trying to recruit Muslims to be anti-transgenders. I don't know. So lately, I have been noticing the reemergence of a very old GOP playbook. That harkens back to President Richard Nixon's infamous Southern strategy. During his campaign for president in 1968, the Republican Party made a concerted effort to reach out to white Southerners who used to vote for Democrats, but playing to their fears of black people, African-Americans, uh, and the civil rights movement. And it worked. By pitting one group of Americans against the other, the GOP successfully managed to split up the Southern whites from the Democrat Party. Oh, isn't it exhausting to actually have to sit here and listen to this and then go, that's a lie. That's a, you're lying. You're just making up crap. You're trying, to make, you're trying to make parallels that don't exist. The sad part of it is I'm out here, guys. I'm trying to give you guys absolutely some of the best information I've got. I'm trying to be out ahead of things. I'm trying to be a good communicator, trying to say it in English so you guys understand it because English is my first language, and so I'm not very good at it. Hey, public school did not do me a lot of good. Uh, But anyway, this lady is really reaching for the idea that uh, this is (sighs) – who writes this stuff? Do they really believe this? It's important to remember that back in 2011, during the Republican primary, the right wing had designated Muslim Americans as public enemy number one. What? I was alive in 2011. Weren't you guys – were you guys alive in 2011? I mean, it's been a long time ago. I know 2011 is so long ago. Um, but were you guys, were you guys, were you guys doing this whole thing? We, I didn't, I didn't get that mailer. I, I must have not have been at the meeting or something. Um, but no surprise given that conspiracy theorists. Oh, now we're just throwing around names. Your name calling, Saki. Why are you doing that? Remember the birthers? <laughs> Wait. Now they're using their own words against this. Okay. Uh, I do. I've been trying for years to portray President Obama as a Trojan ho- – um, oh, they have been uh, trying to portray President Obama as a Trojan horse for Sharia law. Republicans after Republicans – wait, wait. So this is the guy who had all the Muslim Brotherhood people working in the White House. Like he had 100-some people that directly were literally members of the Muslim Brotherhood, like literally card-carrying paid members working on his staff, and we made it up that he was allowing for infiltration of Sharia law into the White House. You remember you remember this? Do you remember you guys? So we made this up, though. That wasn't real. What Jen's saying is that you guys were lying about it. Uh, let's see, Republicans, uh, Republican after Republican candidate ginned up fear about the fabricated threat posed by Islamic legal doctrine debated by scholars for centuries. Hey, France, uh, Jen Saki says you guys are full of it with the whole migrant problem from the Middle East. You guys, that's, that's just you guys being stupid, not falling in line with your government. See, if you guys would just fall in line with your government, you wouldn't have to riot. You wouldn't have to stand up for freedoms and liberties. You just give them over to the government. I mean, this is the world you're living in, where this lady is gaslighting you in such a way to make you think that you've made this all up. It's not even real. You guys have just made it up. Like President Obama wasn't a Trojan horse for surreal law. Those mother brotherhoods was that was just to try to keep you know everybody at the table talking. He just employed those mother mother Muslim brotherhood guys. That's just that's just good business. That's just good business. That's what you do, man. So don't think he's a Trojan horse. Don't think he's a Manchurian candidate. I mean, you guys are crazy. All right, so to them, the imaginary prospect of Sharia law in this country was scarier than gun violence. Yeah, no S, Sherlock. You know what the statement is. Seriously, you guys, listen to what she's saying here. To imagine, it's an imaginary thing that Sharia law in this country was scarier than gun violence. I'm gonna tell you right now, Sharia law is terrifying. it is more terrifying than gun violence because I don't think you guys really know what Sharia law is if that's how you're going to let her put that in your mind. Look up Sharia law. look up what Sharia law really is. anyway, um, uh, so and, oh oh I didn't miss, I didn't finish the sentence. Oh, we don't get much time left. Okay. To, okay. to them, to you, you conservatives, you idiots, you stupid Republicans, to them, the imaginary prospect of Sharia law in this country is scarier than gun violence, climate change, and more important to discuss, say, millions of people who didn't have health care. So Sharia law is not as terrifying as not having health care. Sharia law is not as scary as, as gun violence. Sharia law is not as scary as climate change. Guys, this is some gaslighting rewrite in history MFers here. This is ridiculous. I cannot believe that this is actually being printed or said on American television or news. But this lady believes this. You notice the reemergence of an old playbook straight out of the GOP the only time the party ever has a, they got a new target. This is ridiculous. Uh, Fox News spokesman, uh, so, I'm sorry, Fox News spoke with the director of the Islam and Religious Freedom Action Team for the Religious Freedom Institute. I got to get, the, who makes up these names? I have got to get with this individual. I, this, this is amazing stuff. Religious Freedom Action Team for Religious Freedom Institute. Ismail Roy, Royer. Who characterized the remarks insulting to Muslims? Well, she should. She they we should. They should be offended that she made all this up. The Muslims should be upset that that's what they're saying, because now they're just making us fight with each other. And when that's not where the fight is at, the fight is with the elites. She's carrying water for these elites, the Davos people. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for sticking around your two-hour long lunch breaks on Mondays and Wednesdays with me, your host, Jim Price, The Dark Delight Show. Guys, don't forget to look us up. Come and be a part of the show anytime you guys like. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, That's it for me. I'll see you guys on Wednesday. Bye-bye.